This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by The Great Courses. Hey, Matthew, there's this cool new podcast I just heard about from our friends at The Great Courses Plus, and it's called Food, A Cultural Culinary History. Hey, that sounds like it's a tie-in to that great course that we watched. Yes, yes, and but this is in podcast form, so it's like easy to get on your phone using whatever podcasting app you use. So it's called Food, A Cultural Culinary History? Mm-hmm. That's right, and it's a fascinating and, and really unique look at how food and eating have impacted all of human history. So war, art, technology, everything. All right, sign me up and sign you up by searching for Food, A Cultural (laughs) Culinary History on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are drinking chamomile tea. Mm-hmm. Seems like kind of a dangerous thing to do at 10.30 in the morning. It seems like a dangerous thing to do if uh, if you're doing a radio show and don't want to sound like you're asleep. Yes. Uh, yeah, this could be this could be the, the end of our day. This could be the end of days. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well... I mean, Here when, we are. When you think chamomile tea, like chamomile tea and the apocalypse go together. Absolutely. Like, well, assuming that we get warning of the apocalypse I just early you. enough for like an air raid siren to go off, uh-huh. the first thing I'm doing is making a pot of chamomile tea. I mean, it is legendarily relaxing. This sounds like almost a bit like a bit that we wrote, which it is not. Um, th- no, but what I was going to say when you said legendarily relaxing, like, oh my God, when I was doing research about chamomile tea, this stuff, uh, uh, like magical powers for every single ailment in the history of mankind have been attributed to this tea. But isn't that true of a lot of herbs and spices? I suppose. Uh, but, yeah. but yeah, I mean, uh, uh, no, people think this tea can do everything for you. Even and though I think what we usually hear of is is um, its effects toward like making us makes sleepy. us a little sweepy. It's a sweep aid. <laughs> Have you used chamomile tea? Like if uh, if it's bedtime and you need to just uh, chill out? No, and I, because I've never found that it makes me sleepy. In fact, so it's only really recently, I would say, in the last six years or so that I actually drink coffee on a daily basis. Oh, interesting. I used to kind of have this this uh, contentious 
relationship with hot beverages because as discussed on the meat pie episode, I'm, I burn my mouth easily and I don't uh-huh. like burning my mouth. Anyway, but I remember in college, God, this makes me sound so lame. I Somebody gave me like a small French press that was meant to be used for tea somehow. Okay. And this is probably like a gift my dad picked up at like Tuesday morning mall. Like, What is Tuesday morning oh, mall? It was like a discount uh, kind of like shopping center. I mean, sort of like a TJ Maxx only. Is Tuesday morning supposed to represent like shit that didn't sell on Monday? Yes, so we had to mark it down? Totally. Okay. I think so. Yeah, because anyway, you, know, you got to get stuff on Monday. Oh, our tea is ready. Oh, yeah. So my dad used to go to Tuesday morning mall in Oklahoma City and, and would, you know, like, I think the first year that I ever did my own grocery shopping as like an adolescent, my dad took me to Tuesday morning mall and I used my whole budget at Tuesday morning mall because you could get a lot of stuff there for cheaply. I used to shop at Till Tuesday Morning Mall and Amy (laughs) Mann was working there. (laughs) Anyway, so um, my dad, I think, gave me this like little like French press that was meant to be used for tea. And anyway, I didn't like black tea because I thought it was too bitter. And so I went out and I bought some loose chamomile tea and I used to drink it in the morning in college. I was a absolute party animal <laughs> yeah i mean it sounds like it like when, when this I, is all a true story this is my senior year of college by the way uh oh, <laughs> great <laughs> um well i mean maybe maybe like that was the the hangover when you were uh were trying to come down from the the yeah, reckless not at all way you were you were just mistreating your body for the first three years of college I really missed the boat in college. I feel like mm-hmm. I should have made a lot more stupid decisions. Oh, I, I was so worried about everything. I wrote a whole book about about this, like imagining like what yeah. what I would do differently if I went back to college. Oh my god! If I, I God really OSBL, I thought maybe you had actually done some of that stuff. Well, I mean the the part about eating cereal at night, sure, <laughs> that's true. Uh, when I was in college, I uh, do you remember the Gavalia Cafe? Yes, uh, coffee yes. maker that totally. like you know will will give you the coffee maker free if you buy the coffee. Oh, I didn't get there, that part. There, there was a thing where for a while they were they were always advertising. It was sort of like the, the BMG music club, like, uh, you know, order order some coffee and we'll throw in the coffee maker for free. Uh, so I did. I think I used it one time because I didn't actually drink coffee. I was just like, ooh, free coffee maker. I think that I'm I also... I'm very susceptible to advertising. I mean, to show again how cool I was in college, uh-huh. I think that I was st- I still had these residuals of my, my straight edge... Ness mm-hmm. from high school, which was a very selective straight edge ness. Let's be clear. <laughs> it it didn't apply to heroin, but <laughs> everything else. Anyway, so I think that I avoided caffeine in college, if I'm remembering correctly, because the rare occasions that I did drink coffee, I would drink decaf, mm-hmm. even in the morning. Yeah. And I think it's because I didn't want to become dependent on any sort of like substance, yeah. even caffeine. And even now, sometimes I think to myself, oh, my God. What if I were on a desert island and I couldn't have my morning coffee? Like, I would have a really awful headache. Well, I mean, caffeine is found in a lot of different plants. You could probably just, like, brew up some, like, (laughs) slimy, slimy island tree. Who who knows? Maybe it would even be found if I brewed up my old friend Harmon, the volleyball. Exactly. (laughs) Um, 
actually, I mean, I was I was like uh, making faces at you for drinking decaf in the morning. But as you know, like we often meet up on Monday mornings. I will often get a decaf cappuccino. But I know that you've already had tea by that point. And I mean, really, you got to admit, decaf cappuccino is a pretty fucking hardcore drink. It's real hardcore. (laughs) Um, So tell me about chamomile tea. What is this? So so this stuff is flowers, and it's um, just any flowers. uh, Well, it is um, a a daisy like plant from the. Let's see if I can pronounce Mm -hmm. this correctly. The family Asteraceae. Asteraceae. Fine. Whatever. Anyway, there are two uh, two species. Remember, I took one botany class. <laughs> there are two species, German chamomile and Roman chamomile, that are most typically what we think of as, as like chamomile that we would use in tea today. Oh, okay. What's um, the difference between the German ones and the Roman ones? Let's lean heavily wow. on national stereotypes. Oh, okay. So Roman chamomile is native to Western Europe and Northern Africa. It's now cultivated worldwide. German Native to a similar place, Europe and Northwest Asia. <laughs> um, okay. Um, and it, now it's cultivated pretty much everywhere, uh, both of these types. And in both cases, they're harvested as the flowers open in the summer. Different medicinal uses and slightly different flavors are attributed to each of them. But I don't know. I mean, like, I think that I, I don't know exactly what we're drinking when we drink chamomile tea most of the time here in the U.S. Yeah, I, I mean, one thing I can tell you about Roman chamomile is that when you say it, everyone thinks you're about to say Roman candle. candle yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's pretty much no evidence, like, you know, uh, hard scientific journal-ready evidence that, that chamomile does any of the things that people say it does. But boy, do we think it does a lot of things. Um, apparently, German chamomile has been used medicinally mostly for digestive issues since at least the first century CE. Oh, that's one of my favorite eras, the common era. Yes. So common, though. Yeah. But I mean, it's in my top two eras. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, you, I mean, if you look around the web, you can find people using one or both of these varieties of chamomile to treat pretty much any ailment or problem that the human body can get. Uh You can even, uh, apparently you can rub the flowers on an open wound and it helps with wound healing. No, no, no. no, no, This is before they're dried. So they'd be a little softer. No. No? You can also apparently use it to lighten blonde hair. I don't want to rub anything onto an open wound. (laughs) Anyway. um, Especially things that's been on the ground. It probably has tetanus. So people tend to use uh, chamomile either, you know, for the the fresh flowers, rubbing it on open wounds, or the dried flowers in in tea. Yeah. um, uh, Or more more accurately called an herbal infusion, which is when you steep an herb in hot water. Is there another word for that also? Like like a tisane. A tisane. Right? Yes. 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 And then people also use the essential oil. Oh. Apparently the essential oil, people say it can bring on uterine contractions. Okay. Did you try it? I didn't try, <laughs> I didn't try do, it. Do you, I mean, do you have to be pregnant or just any time? <laughs> Probably any time. Um, what this reminds me of, and sure, I'll pick out a local business, is uh, there's a like natural pharmacy, natural remedies store near yeah, my house. Yeah, it's right by your house. That um, has like a message board outside with like that where they often write their herb of the month and what it's good for. Uh-huh. and. First of all, often the sign has a number of misspellings. And secondly, whatever herb of the month it is, it's always good for everything. <laughs> like, you know, it's, uh-huh. uh, it's anti-carcinogenic and it calms your stomach and it uh, wards off the common cold. And oh, yeah, boy. so. Oh, boy. 
Uh, but the tea is tasty, and the it tea, probably isn't harmful. Tea, so, well, it's only harmful if you are allergic to ragweed, and then it'll give you like hay fever-like symptoms. Oh, I mean, you pro- if you're somebody who would not want to sit in a field of daisy-like flowers, you probably shouldn't drink a tea made from daisy-like flowers. God, I'd love to sit in a field of daisy-like right? flowers. It sounds idyllic. You know, I recently reread the book Ferdinand the Bull for the first time since I was a child. Is that the title of the book, it's Ferdinand the Bull? It's called Ferdinand. Okay. Oh, my God. What a sweet, sweet bull. He just likes to sit under the cork tree and look at the flowers. Now, is wait, he's not the same as Sylvester and the Magic Pebble, right? I always get this mixed up. Always. <laughs> oh God. No, and Ferdinand is a bull. Question. Did Ferdinand have a pasta pot that wouldn't stop making pasta? <laughs> Straganona. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. I am so excited. Yes, me too. So I've been using these things for years. And let me tell you, true story. Uh, I went into my bathroom this morning and I looked into the bathtub and I noticed there's some gunk. There's a gunk situation going oh, on gosh. there. There's like some of those, you know, when you get the, like those pink stripes of like drippy soap oh, scum. Oh, yes. You know, um, Brandon used to see those in the shower and thought it was like the color of ladies. And I was like, no, 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 that's mildew. <laughs> you mean like just because like, a lady like, gets in your shower? Yeah, he was like, I thought it was like something that comes off of ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, no, yeah, mildew. It's not, but I know how to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. I use a Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. Mm-hmm. So if you're not already familiar with these things, it's like a white sponge mm-hmm. that uh, you don't you need to use it. any soap. You just wet it and squeeze it out, and it will take any stain off any surface like magic. Yes, I have used it to uh, clean my bathtub, as you mentioned. I have used it to clean the walls of my house and like light switch plates. yes. Oh, man. Uh, Recently, Ash and I used it to clean these like sort of dark shadows off the ceiling of the bathroom. It even cleans shadows. Yes. No, I know what you're talking about. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So whatever surface you need to clean, get yourself some Mr. Clean Magic Erasers. Check out MrClean.com slash podcast. That's MrClean.com slash podcast to see all the ways that the Magic Eraser can help you knock out impossible messes around your house. This episode is brought to you by Scout and Cellar. Do you know what goes into your wine? Do you want a wine that contains added sulfites, added sugar, added uh, grape extracts for color? Of course not. And you know wine doesn't even have to have an ingredient list on the bottle. That's why you should go with Scout and Cellar for your wine. They only carry clean crafted wines that are handpicked by a level three sommelier, uh, which I looked up and means they had to pass a test where they had to blind taste and correctly identify a bunch of wines. That's some serious shit. And Scout and Cellar wines are way better than the ones with the cute label that you pick out at the supermarket. Uh, It's got no added sulfites, no added sugar, no added purple coloring, and they are organic and vegan. I am drinking one right now that is the Austrian Gruber Sparkling Wine. It is dry, it is floral, it is delicious, uh, and I highly recommend it. So go to goodcleangrapes.com to join the wine club that delivers clean crafted wine right to your door, and you can even join the team and become a wine consultant yourself if you know your stuff. Again, that's good cleangrapes.com for clean crafted wine delivered to you. Which one is which? Um, Okay, the one you are drinking is the traditional medicinals bagged. Okay. And the one I'm drinking is the the celestial seasonings. Let's trade. Okay. Do you taste any difference between the celestial seasonings and the traditional medicinals? A little bit, but not much. 
Um, I think probably it could be attributed to... This one's to, a little rounder. That one's a little more bitter. The Celestial yeah. Seasonings is a little But I wonder, I wonder if it's just like that they had a slightly different amount of tea in the tea bag and I used the same amount of water. Maybe. Okay, so the so we got one that's loose leaf. I bought it in the bulk tea section at my my supermarket. Uh, it looks like the brand is it's called the Jasmine Pearl tea. Yeah, company. which which uh, confused me because that is a type like Jasmine yeah. Pearl is like a type of Jasmine tea, tea right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, but this was loose leaf uh, chamomile, and you can really see the flowers. You mostly see like the pollen balls. That's weird. <laughs> Yeah. Matthew, are you feeling sleepy yet? Yeah, but I, I, I always feel kind of sleepy. Oh, it tastes markedly different okay. in, in the, the loose version. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Again, I wonder if I just made it stronger. But I don't know. It tastes... Um, no, it, I think there's more, more, there's more to it. It's like sweeter, more aromatic somehow. Yeah, I wonder if this would be good with honey. I, I realize as I say that, it's like I'm saying, I wonder if this ice cream would be good with chocolate on it. <laughs> Let's try it. Can we put a little mm-hmm. bit of honey in it? Um, oh, my God. So, wait, isn't um, isn't chamomile tea what Peter Rabbit's mom um, ha- has him drink when she basically puts him into bed after he gets caught in Mr. McGregor's garden? I mean, probably. Did you see the thing that was going around recently about how Beatrix Potter was a taxidermist and uh, and based all of her characters off of like her own taxidermy? Really? Yeah, I'm probably getting the story wrong, and I don't know if it's true, but it's a good story. Huh. Well, so do you remember in the tale of Peter Rabbit when he um, basically gets chased by Mr. McGregor and he manages to get out, but it's quite a scare. And yeah. anyway, his mom basically knows what he's done, and he's put to bed sort of without any dinner, but he gets some chamomile tea in bed. Yep, I think... Uh, How is this? I think maybe I could have put in a little more honey, but you tell me. Oh, yeah, a little bit more honey. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, okay, so, like, do you ever drink this? We didn't go down Wait, memory lane. what is ragweed? I, I feel like that's a it's, thing... That... It's like one of those types of weeds. It's one of those types of plants. And but it, it's not it the same people... as rockweed. I don't think so. It makes people sneezy. Okay, does it have a pasta pot? <laughs> It makes yeah, it makes people sneezy. Uh, hey, so oh, you, you asked me something and I ignored you. So I first heard of like making an herbal infusion when I was uh, doing that, um, you know, study abroad thing in France. That I know, just make fun. <laughs> That's of me. all just they do in France ahead. is make herbal infusions day in and day out. Anyway, no, there was this cafe that was right near my metro stop um, mm. near my house. Cafe Tizan. No, um, it was like a normal like. Cafe was mm. open from morning to night. And Cafe could... normal. <laughs> I would sometimes stop there after school and like do my homework there, but mostly just like people watch. Mm-hmm. And this was in my era of not drinking caffeine. Yeah. Okay. And because I was a real thrill seeker, I also, it never occurred to me to like order a glass of wine or a beer. Oh, you know, you should have gotten. Because this was like three in the afternoon. I would have gotten. So many missed opportunities. I was such a loser. Anyway, so I would go in there and what I would order while I was doing my homework, what I would drink was a infusion, a lemon verbena infusion. Oh. And I thought that it was delicious and I thought I was like so sophisticated for ordering this or whatever. And then later, um, something came up and my host mother was asking me about the cafe or, or where I'd been that afternoon. And I told her about the cafe and what I had had to drink. And she said that usually old ladies drink infusions. Oh, sure. 
Yeah. You know what I would have ordered? What? A citron pressé. Oh, God. Which I remember. But I think, I, I think at that time I would have thought, oh, well, why would I drink something with sugar in it? Oh, I see. Wow, God, you were so I much was, fun. I was a horrible person when I was like 21. <laughs> I was so awful. Um, I think I was like a different kind of horrible person when I was 21. I was, I mean, I know I'm still a know-it-all, but I think I was much worse then. I think I was just really fearful and, um, I mean, I I still am a bit of a control freak, mm-hmm. but I think I was a real control freak. Yeah, no, but again, like, it's like emphasis on like the the bad freak. Whereas now I'm like a good freak. <laughs> now I'm you're the freak bad in freak. the sheets. Yeah. Um, I mean, but to be fair, citron pressé is a very intimidating beverage. <laughs> Lemonade, man. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, that's that that's stuff intense. will fuck you up. Um, no, what would you have? So you would have had a citron pressé when you were twenty one if you went into a cafe mm, at three in the afternoon. Well, I don't think I would have had wine because I, <laughs> I guess I would have been too much of a. Now I yeah. would definitely have wine. Yeah, I, I I would too. Even though then I would like have to take a nap afterwards. Yeah. Um, which I mean, I'm in France. Why wouldn't I take a nap afterwards? Uh, yeah, or or like a uh, hot chocolate. What about a hot Maybe. that also has sugar in it? Yeah, God, I was so unfun then. I mean, now mm-hmm. I would totally go and I would have any of these things. Mm-hmm. I would have a hot chocolate. I would. I'd probably have a hot chocolate, or I'd have a glass of white wine, mm-hmm. or I want you to go in and order all of these things. Or maybe I'd have a beer. Uh, but beer in France is not very good. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Do I know what you mean? Cronen- have I ever Cronenberg's just not my thing. Yeah, have I ever had beer 1664, in France? Sixteen sixty four, man. I I can visualize the bottle. I don't know if I've ever actually drunk it. Anyway, man, um, are you feeling sleepy yet? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How many more times are you gonna ask? I don't um, know. I yeah. I mean, I don't think I usually drink chamomile per se at bedtime. I'll more often drink peppermint or licorice spice. But sometimes Wait, I'll drink. Do you drink tea at, at bedtime? Not every night, but sometimes certainly, especially if I have a cold. Yeah, okay. like and I want something hot to. Do try you and... drink herbal tea? Yeah, definitely. How Absolutely. often? Certainly a couple times a week. Interesting. You know, usually if it usually in the evening, and if I'm cold or have a cold. Okay. Okay. What Which I would know you drink? it sounds like a crazy thing so to do. So yesterday afternoon, I had a couple hours to do some reading for a workshop I'm going to be teaching, and so I sat on the sofa. And you were reading Ferdinand. I was reading Ferdinand. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a workshop where we find a nearby cork tree uh-huh. and we just sit under it and and practice meditating. So what it's happens amazing. in that book? Anything? Oh yeah, for sure. Well, so um, so basically, the the bullfighters come out to the countryside oh. to find you know a new like prize bull mm-hmm. to take back to Madrid, and Ferdinand does not want to you know show off and try to be that bull. I However, can't imagine why he, gets, he wouldn't parti- want to participate st- in a bullfight. He gets stung by a bee, oh. and the fighters see him and they're like, "Oh my god, that is such a fierce bull. That is the bull we want to take back to Madrid." They take him back to Madrid, but he refuses to fight. Oh. Oh, he's a peaceful bull. And then they bring him back out to the countryside. Oh, yeah. That's definitely how that story would end in real life. Right. I know. I know. <laughs> um, OK. So, OK. So you were doing some reading for, for the workshop and you were at a anyway, cafe. No, no, no. I was at home. Oh, I was home. sitting on my sofa, super cozy, winter afternoon, doing some reading. Were you wearing your writing stole? I was not wearing my writing stole. That um, was your first mistake. Uh, but anyway, I, what would you drink in that scenario? Mm. I was drinking some fizzy water, but I kind of wanted some herbal tea. I would probably drink green tea in that scenario. But it's caffeinated. Yeah. But I, I mean, I guess it would depend on like how much 
tea I'd already had that day, like whether it's like early afternoon or late afternoon. Okay. Yeah. No, I would. Would you can, now drink chamomile tea? Um, it still wouldn't be my first choice. I don't think. No. Like, I don't dislike it, but it doesn't. It doesn't call out to me either. Hmm. Um, you know, it's fine. It, yeah. I think it reminds. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. I. I I think I maybe just heard it. Uh, listeners, did you hear that? It's me. <laughs> you, you. It's me. Is this the call of the wild? I'm chamomile tea. <laughs> is, <laughs> anyway, is that you, Stragonona? <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I still, I'm still not hearing the call. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but I mean, I think maybe it remind. I think it is a thing that I would drink as a kid, like as a sleep aid, or like if I if I was had the flu or something. Yeah, like it's, it's a thing. It's like a, a mom thing that like a parent would make for you. Yeah, if you're a sick kid, right? Yeah, or you know, chamomile or peppermint. Yeah, it, it might feel a little bit special because you don't usually get tea as a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks like the chamomile just hit. <laughs> Hi, it's me, chamomile. Is that is that the voice? <laughs> Hi, it's me, chamomile. Hi, <laughs> it's me, chamomile. <laughs> hey, hey, it's me, chamomile. <laughs> I'm I'm walking here. <laughs> I'm sleeping here. <laughs> okay. I'm, a, I'm I'm an herbal infusion. I'm a tisan. <laughs> I'm a tisan, paisan. What are you gonna do about it? Okay, I'm done. All right. This episode is brought to you by Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. And if you haven't tried these things yet, they really are magic. It's like a white sponge. You wet it, you squeeze it out. It can take baked on stains off of your stovetop. It can take any stain off of your bathtub. It is truly magic. Uh, get your own at your local store and learn more at mrclean.com slash podcast. You can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com, uh, where we'll post probably not anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast, where you can tell us, uh, you know, when do you enjoy a cup of herbal tea? <laughs> if you were, if you were Molly, if you were a 20, 21 year old insufferable um, exchange student <laughs> uh, sitting at a, a cafe in Paris in the afternoon, what would you be drinking? Uh, yep. Maybe a, maybe a Kier. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Oh, Kier Royale. Yeah. Okay, that is what I would get. That is such a, like, that is, um... I think that's something I did order. But I feel like it's the like the equivalent of like a, a Cosmopolitan. Yeah. What You You love a Cosmopolitan. I don't think I've ever actually had a Cosmopolitan, no? but I'm sure I would like it. Yeah, I bet you would. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Spilled Milk Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, please leave us a review on your favorite podcasting service. Yep. And I got to use the bathroom, so I'm distracted. Oh, because you drank a whole bunch of tea. Is it is it useful as a diuretic? That's probably something they would put on the board at the local natural remedies store. And until next time, <laughs> thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. I'm podcasting here. Forget about it. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. I sound really tough, don't I? You I'm Matthew Epstein. Uh, try again. I'm, I'm podcasting. <laughs> Wait, now, <laughs> now I'm doing more like a, like a, like a Flintstone voice. <laughs> <laughs> Try again. Barney, I'm podcasting here. <laughs> <laughs> Wilma, bring my herbal teas on. <laughs>
Dunkin' Cold Coffee can be brewed at home in your Keurig coffee maker with Dunkin' Cold K-Cup Pods. Just brew it hot over ice and enjoy flavor that's crafted to serve cold. The home with Dunkin' is where you want to be.